This is Corolla Digital. Hi, I'm Larry Miller, but in a way, aren't we all? And this week, on This Week with Larry Miller, I tell you about the greatest Christmas gift I ever got anyone. It was for Uncle Arnie. Was it a music box or was it coffee? You can find out by going to LarryMillerPodcast.com. We'll see you here. It's time for this week's CarCast with your host, Adam Carolla, and moderator, Matt D'Andrea. Yeah, get it on. Got to get it on. No choice but to get it on. Mandate. Get it on. And welcome to uh, yet another... Oh, wait a minute. This is a CarCast. This is CarCast. I do too many podcasts these days. We do. Uh, yeah, CarCast. Yep. Matt, the moderator. DeAndrea over there. Hello. Jonathan Ward from Icon and Howdy. TLC. Jonathan's my favorite car geek. You I, guys must begin to the bottom of the barrel. You got me back again. Yeah, we're laughing ourselves <laughs> now. <laughs> now what do we yeah. do? <laughs> we're like a band that has four songs. <laughs> I, I got lazy with booking people. I was like, let's just get Jonathan. He's local. I'll call him up. No, I got to. He's good for a show. He's a slut. He'll I'm going to let. Jo- uh, we're going to brag about Jonathan a little, and then I'm going to let Jonathan brag about me. No, himself. A <laughs> um, couple of things. We always have said we love Jonathan's work because of how meticulous it is, but how understated it is and what's what really the best part about this hobby is when you come up on something and you start noticing the little bits and the little pieces and the stuff you wouldn't have thought of and the stuff that that well but it's so easy just to have taken the original part put a coat of nickel on it and put it back but no jonathan made his own and it thinks about how can I spend a hundred hours machining a side mirror. <laughs> Jonathan's stuff is the exact opposite of a lot of guys' stuff, which is from across the street. It looks really good because it's candy apple, whatever. And then you pop the hood, and it's all bone stock under there. And some of the hoses are not right, and there's a, they're they're too new for the car, and there's too much braided some something something, and it just it's it's not right. It looks good going sixty miles an hour or across the street. Jonathan's stuff's always very muted and sort of subtle and quiet, but you get up on it. Yeah, they're like onions. Yeah. So yeah, there's, you, there's peel layers. you peel back and absorb. <laughs> and the more. stuff looks amazing. And the I don't know if you started with the Broncos or you started with the uh, Toyotas. What did you start with? Well, we went from the TLC brands foundation and the Land Cruisers. So when we started up the idea for Icon, it, it, uh, we started with the FJs. I've, I've talked to a couple of dudes. Jimmy Kimmel was one of them and a couple other celebrities where they went, yeah, they were talking about the old – I don't know why. For some reason, non-car guys – like the old Broncos and the old Toyota Land Cruisers and the old uh, they they for some reason maybe it's the Tonka truck in I, all of us or something. It was it was kind of the only cool sort of SUV I guess at the time. Really, like what else? 
Well, was there that was kind of these, that cool? These celebrity guys who don't know shit about cars and don't even really like cars love these cars. I guess like they want to drive an SUV. They want some. So I've talked to I can't. I know it was Jimmy Kimmel, and then the other guy was Seth MacFarlane or something. I can't remember the guy, but they they I, I said, have you checked out Icon? And they're like, yeah, I checked. I went online or I went down there. Maybe it was Dak Shepard or somebody like that. Right. But you must have bragged a little. You must have had a celebrity or two walk through that place because I've talked to a few guys that said they went down there and checked it out. Let's yeah, we we have a wildly uh, diverse customer base. So not so much of like the NBA baller, new money, got my twenty mil contract because those guys all seem to gravitate to okay. I have to get something that everyone else is going to know. I got the money. Right. So it's the Lamborghini, right. the Bentley and all that. But you're right in that it's either like an evolved palette hypercar geek. Yes. Or like it's someone who drives a Prius every day and has no connection to it. But I think it all ties back to story because pretty much everything that we do, I'm cheating because they're vehicles that are already kind of in people's hearts and minds. So it could have been a negative experience or a positive experience. The cooler guy in school had the Bronco. Or on a trip through Mexico, they lived in their FJ and it saved their ass. Or even if it broke down and stranded them somewhere, there's like that sort of life experience thing that people get warm fuzzies and kind of want to revisit that time and place. I uh, saw – I think I was looking – I like to go to my auction sites and see what's going on. Arizona's coming up. I can't remember if it was Meekum or whatever it was, but I think it was maybe Gooding or something, or maybe RM. Somebody's got a FJ. Uh, Bonhams. Yeah, Bonhams has what looks like a... F- fucking one I didn't mention. <laughs> nice. Yeah, they have a seventy-seven forty, and it's funny, like in, in the years uh, I past. Think it's, it, oh, oh, well, no, no. Well, hold on. There's a, there's the, I think there's a Toyota... Well, now we got to look if it's a Land Cruiser. Uh, no, it's a FJ, uh, whatever. I'm all screwed up. I don't, you know what? I, I never really gave a shit about four-wheel drive, so I'm never really that <laughs> into it. But one of them, and maybe it is Bonham, and maybe there's another one, too. I, the, the, I think it's Gooding that gives you the price range. I think it's 40 to 60 on just Bonhams. A, and is it Bonham's? It's Bonham's. Because I, I looked at the – my friend has two is cars. Is it blue? In, in, in that. Yeah, it's blue and it's missing a hard top. But it's funny. Like what two year years ago, 77 or 8, it's lot okay. number Now we're going to have to find it. Two, something. If you get this wrong, I'm going to be so mad. Which lot number? I'm sure it's Bonham's. I'm, I'm not going sure with on the lot number. <laughs> but, right. but it's funny because like five years ago, you wouldn't see cruisers yeah. at an auction. And then I don't know what happened, but about a year ago, they started getting some serious love at the at the mainstream auctions, which is good and bad because now every idiot with a rusted tramp yeah. in the backyard, suddenly well, it's dipped in gold and I can't buy anything. Here, it's like Right. So they have this – you used to be – what you need is the – Carcass, or as I like to call it, the truckus. Yeah, <laughs> you you need that shell. Yeah, and the shell used to be worth next to nothing yep. because it was worth next to nothing. Yep. And now people go, "What? That thing sold for sixty eight thousand And it's like that's not the one that's in your backyard rotting. Yeah. But they start seeing dollar signs, and right. they're like, "Well, if I put ten into this, I could get sixty five yeah. out. So yeah. I'll sell to you, Jonathan, for fifty. Yep. So, so I know that I know yep. that kind of hurts you because of what you're doing with with rebuilding these things but adam and i have talked about this a bunch of times we're looking at like these really really high dollar cars and they become unattainable so they start dragging up all of these the lesser models of cars and then those are starting to get real expensive and and i kind of feel like 
even though a 190 SL has nothing to do with a Bronco, but that those Broncos and stuff are starting to move because now, like, what are the entry level auction cars or the cars you start collecting that are kind of cool and old? And no one wanted a magnesium block 912. You couldn't give it away, and suddenly they're you know 20, 30 grand. Like like the Porsches are going. The Porsches are going bonanza. The whole yeah. Well, you know what it's like. It's like the housing market where you go. Okay, this is a modern house. This is a colonial house, and this an old Spanish house. Yeah, but if they're all going up, they're all going up. That's kind of what's going on in the car world. And 190 is yeah. a million miles away from a Bronco. But if they're all going up, they're ever, all going up. Have you ever up. owned a 190 SL? No. no. All right. So I love the look of them. Yeah. But it is such a chick car. Oh, oh yeah. Of they, they suck to drive. And, and again, suddenly they're 150 grand because their big brother, the 300, is pulling stronger numbers. So right. then, like you're saying, it, it all ties back. But like I keep biting myself in the ass by launching – a new model based on another classic and never have the money to chipmunk like 30 or 40 of them before we start driving the market up. Right. So right. Now the Chevy truck suddenly like every pile of poo out there is Wh- two, three grand. For- which, uh, which Chevy truck? <laughs> well, we just launched uh, a new model that uh, we did with GM based on the 47 to 53 3100 series pickup that we're somewhat ironically calling the Thrift Master. Mm-hmm. And uh, – you know, right around here, like Pacoima, Sun Valley, like people a year ago would pay you to dredge it out of their backyard yeah. and help them clean up the brush fire. Right. And then suddenly they're they're just going nuts. What are they doing as far as the repop stuff, fenders, hoods, stores, things like that? And, and it's yeah. interesting, you know, where, at least in my humble opinion, a lot of the repop stuff, the quality is so substandard that if you're going to use one or two panels, you can get away with it. If you're going to try and build the whole car using the repops, it's right. rearranging deck chairs on the Titanic and you're screwed. Nothing fits. Yeah. Why? Why? I, I don't I don't entire get it. repop bodies, too. With, like there's, right, you know, there's Mustang here, unibodies, here, here comes unibodies. my rant. All right. So <laughs> the problem is, in my opinion, is that the company that is strongest in that market has all the relationships with the OEMs and mm-hmm. they cut the check. Up till now, all the OEMs, they're all guilty of it. If your check clears, you're licensed. There's no QC for it. Mm-hmm. And, and, and and it actually it frustrates the hell out of me. No quality control. No, no quality control yeah. at all. So they'll, they'll literally make the deal and then they run off to Taiwan or China and reverse engineer it with a shoestring and Play-Doh and then put all the panels together and ship them to the market. Well, they are, to their credit, getting better at it. In that they're at least pre-assembling fixture and jigging them. So at least at one time, if, if, if no more, they at least build the whole car and have some visibility of what's viable and what needs further work. Uh-huh. But for a while, there was a big disconnect between the manufacturer, the distributor, and the retailer. And, you know, companies like uh, Carpenter that, you know, has been making Ford repop, you know, emblems and glass and stuff. Suddenly their return weight went through the roof and, and Danny there is like, uh, wait a minute. We've been selling this stuff for you and never had a problem. And they tracked it back. So like when the Mustang bodies first came to market. Oh, people were returning stuff because it wasn't fitting wasn't because fitting, the repop it, stuff exactly, wasn't set right. Exactly. It was the repop bodies right. the problem. And I mean glass and pillars being off, it's just a train wreck. But we work with a company called Premier in Lake Havasu that receives those bodies from that parent supplier and then has their own quality control and refinement. Kind of like uh, what were they called? The – those Swiss guys that were doing the 32 high boy bodies, they were taking them in and taking them up a notch and then reselling them. Mm-hmm. So fortunately, they're there and uh, 
that made a big difference. So the, the the extent of available parts for that Chevy truck is mind-blowing. I mean, just you can get – literally, we got everything we needed brand new with the exception of the garnish molding around the windshield frame. Everything and else was readily available. How much of the truck do you usually keep as far as original truck? Well, for sort of proof of concept and getting all of our engineering mapped out, um, we use an entirely new body and we literally took just a section of the original firewall so that legally we could keep it as a 1950s Chevy. Yeah, which is the other issue with the repop bodies, but that's a whole other conversation. It's like how do you – you that's know. getting better, though. There's a lot of legal efforts going, mostly... Uh, How do you register that? Yeah, mostly stuff. due to yeah. SEMA. They've really been paving right. the road for that. Jonathan, oh, we didn't, we've talked to you many times. We're always talking about all the cool off-roady and truck stuffy. But I know you like everything. Is there a car? Oh, there's... Is that the blue? There's that's the, a 83. That's a different one. That's so a now, different one. That's worth more than the right, that, estimate is 60 That's grand. the one I was looking at. That's so, the yeah. holy grail right So there. the 83 yeah. FJ, that's the they're shit. saying 40 to 60 grand. You're saying it's worth more than that. Way more. So 83 is the last year for North American distribution. There were 250 of them is the number that I've been given most consistently by Toyota made. Out of that 250, 50 of them had power steering and AC. So that truck, other than those cheesy Pep Boys wheels, is a really good, at least visually from here, representation of a stalker, uh-huh. which is nice. You know, uncut fenders and all that. So you're so, saying it's it's worth more than 60, which is the yeah, top of their yeah, thing. Yeah, definitely. So the 83s yeah, it's are... It's a cool-looking truck, though. I like. Well, what well, do you think cool it's thing, worth? You know, the, well, the looks of them were fairly consistent all the way back yeah. to the early, uh, late 50s. What do you think it's worth? The last 83 I had was a 45,000-mile original one with power steering and AC unrestored, and it sold in about two hours for 72000 Uh-huh. Hmm. Well, with buyer's premium. Mm. Maybe. That's interesting. Um, so I was asked – so that's the one I was talking about. But they're both blue. Yeah. That's we're, why we got We're confused. both redeemed. Um, <laughs> well, not quite yet because we haven't found yours. But <laughs> – uh, what do you want to do that does not have a bed in the back of it or does not Well, you're carry, doing the, the derelict. Carry yeah, a lot of the mountain. A, a, a lo- so we have our, using the term quite loosely, production models based on the Bronco, the FJ, and the CJs, and now the Chevy truck, the Thriftmaster. But we're doing more and more of our, our sort of crazy skunkwork cars, the, the derelicts and reformers. And the vast majority of those have been passenger cars. You remember the derelict you brought us, the, the wagon? The wagon. Yeah. 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 No, that was that was really cool. But you, that that was one-off as, as far as I, yeah, all I the, know. Yeah, all the DNRs are one-off. Is, I, is there any part of you that wants to get hold of uh oh i don't know you do a toyota how about a 240z there's a lot of 240z carcasses out there it's a great platform to jump off on uh you know if somebody said jonathan's doing a 240z i'd be very excited it's a sort of poor man's magnus walker's version right of uh take a cool platform Mm -hmm. in his case you know 911 but you know, I don't think the Z, the early model Z, is any you know is right up there with the 911. Just in terms of you bring that thing down to just the tub, right? It's a pretty good place to jump off. Yeah, very much. From so. now, now, it's before got, you got answer that question, department in there. 
before you answer that question, you're about to change the market of the 240Z. <laughs> <laughs> well, if everyone thinks Jonathan Ward's going to go out and start buying their car. Off the top of my head, but that's that would be a car that if Jonathan said, I got aluminum small block in here and we redid all this and we did all that to it, I'd be like, wow. Mm, right. Let's put a, a really JDM uh, all-wheel drive uh, Skyline. Powertrain. Or, I mean, yeah, I, well, I just want to see it with your attention to detail. I want to do and... a 2002. I'm okay. a huge fan of the Volvo P1800s. And in fact, the Sport Wagon from 73 is one of my killer favorites. In fact, a client just authorized that job. So we're, we bought a 62, which is the Jensen bodied earliest version of the P1800, which I think has the sexier egg crate grill and the cool boomerang bumpers. Oh, and now we got to see that car. gauges and door panels. Yeah. So what we're going to do is build the 1800 ES Sport Wagon as if it had been built when they launched the P1800 Coupe in 62. So we're going to take all the front clip and interior details of the earliest generation, marry it with the Sport Wagon, and then probably run that new uh, – I can't believe I'm going to say sexy four-banger, but I actually combine those words. Uh, that's running in the new Mustang GT for 2015. That is a really cool car, um, that Volvo. And what was the Volvo? I think it had a vinyl roof on it, but they made a chopped Volvo. The Bertone. Yeah, yeah. the Bertone. Those are, those like are they, so cool in the wrong they, way. They literally <laughs> just came out it. with a factory-chopped yeah. station wagon, which is – a, it's Volvo, yeah. so it's weird. I mean, that Volvo, who's supposed to be Volvo, is, but they did a wagon, and they did a chopped. Is that that's the? I've never seen the chopped that, wagon, but that's the Bertone coupe. That's, that's the coupe. It really, about. it's kind of a chopped top, right? Oh yeah, that's I'm pretty weird. sure they did a chopped wagon. Oh, maybe I'm making that up. It needs but, to be but, tubbed. Chuck, right? Uh, yeah. Nasty. In the front? Yeah. yeah maybe it was <laughs> yeah. just the coupe. Maybe it was that. But I swear I swear to you I've seen a wagon that was chopped. But it was a weird thing to offer from a yeah. factory a chopped so top not, not a Volvo. conversion, not a – you don't think maybe you saw some custom – Well, you know. know, the thing, though, that at, at Volvo that's interesting, a lot of their executives have been with that company through multiple corporate ownerships and, like, have been there long term. And yeah. those guys still yield a fair amount of power when it comes to special projects. So, like, the P1800 was the brainchild of two guys on the staff who said, OK, fine, we're safe, we're reliable, that's boring – we need to sexy it up. Let's do a sports car. And then that allowed them to do the P1800 where if you look at the 544, the 444, the Amazon or any of the other models of that era, it almost had no continuity, but it did a lot for the brand. And I think they, you know, they've been kind of keeping that alive. They just launched that new one that, that's total wolf in sheep's clothing sedan that's just – Balls out fast. The all-wheel drive? Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't remember. It's too and, new to hold my attention. But and, yeah, the one I keep fun. saying that's all like like Smurf blue kind of color. Yeah, like yeah. They keep showing the press car and stuff that. Uh, what was the Saab you were talking about? Uh, in this, Well, I mean, I like the Sonnets and all that, but... Uh, Is that the little fiberglass yeah, one? Yeah. Those things were... They were probably gutless, but they were kind of cool looking yeah. back in the day. Kind of remind yeah. me of the Opal... Cadet? Was it the Opal Cadet? That I remember. Had a weird flip? Uh, yeah, 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 the Opal Cadet. I had a sexy MILF neighbor as a young kid who <laughs> drove one of those. So it's, it's sort yeah, of locked I had a, in my brain. Saab, Saab. I had Look a cool that. swinging. I had the the what, what's assistant the... football coach in Pop Warner, the single dude, you know, with the cool, had one of those in orange, which was really cool. But I'm. I, I fear now that they probably had a 1,400 push rod single carbureted whatever on there that was good for 
81 horsepower or something. Some I mean, kind I'm, of sure, gutless. I'm kind sure of they were. I, but I, for me, I, that makes it even more fun. Well, that's you know, the opportunity. That, that ain't right, staying. Yeah. But I would like to find out what those things Jeff came with uh, stock. See the orange one in the middle there? Orange one in the middle. Yeah. Like what? Uh, I, I would be surprised if those things had I, more than 1,600. Right. And CCs and put out more than 100 horsepower. I'm going to go that it was under 100 and under 1600. Yeah. Now, Jonathan, you say CCs. you want to do the the Volvo with with the four-cylinder EcoBoost mm-hmm. Ford engine. Yep. You know, the 2015 Mustang you mentioned is going to have this engine. I think it's like 300 horsepower. Yeah, yeah. Like turbocharged oh, it is? 300 horsepower. Yeah. yeah. And it actually I thought it was going to be a V6. Oh, They're so doing here, that as here's well. The deal. So the new 2015 Mustang is going to have the the same V eight that like you've been putting in the Broncos yeah. they're gonna have the V six which is like three hundred horsepower right and then the Turbo four which is three hundred horsepower oh I didn't know the V six really 4. is just so so you can make rental cars right the Turbo right? The, four is gonna be a two point oh I don't, I don't know I remember the displacement yeah. but what's really cool about it is that usually they sound horrible. But yeah. they did this really cool bypass system in the exhaust prior to the turbo so it doesn't turn it into that sort of tin can Hummer. And it, it actually – it's the coolest yeah. sounding four-banger I think I've ever heard. Well, I kind of liked the the uh, the Mustang, the SVO, the Turbo 4. And the idea of having a Turbo 4 now, if it's already 300 horsepower, the aftermarket will make it 450, 480 yeah, in no time. Yeah, fun, fun, fun. And if it really is lighter and and – uh, you know, lighter than the eight cylinder, especially just on the nose of the car. That, well, that's a bad It's, it's always it's fun. Cool. It's why I like that old Porsche 944 Turbo with the 250 horsepower way back, I don't know, 88, whatever it was. But ringing a bunch of horsepower out of small displacement, it's, you know, yeah. w- w- what's F1? Right. It always sounds F- better. F1 is always almost no displacement with massive amounts of horsepower and zero torque yeah. Yeah. at 11,000 RPM. I mean, what's cooler sounding than that you know oh, anything that, up into those digits of rpms just yeah. makes you giggle yeah the, <laughs> 10, the, the opposite <laughs> the opposite of that is just you know huge displacement with with you know light on the horsepower which is you know it's a i don't know the tugboat engine or something right so uh, to me i love i love that idea and it the reason i like it that way as well is it makes you drive it in a much more sporting fashion because if you take a two-liter motor, and this is probably 2.5, but if you take a two-liter motor that's getting 300 horsepower, uh, the only way – and if you look at that dyno chart at 4,000 RPM, it didn't make it a lot yeah, of horsepower. You're, you're, you got to yeah. get it up there. It's 6K yeah. north full time. Yeah. To yeah. get it. So when you want to have fun, you really have to drive it. I mean you got to shift at the rev limiter. Otherwise, you're not getting that 300. Yeah. I, I, I tell you on that Mustang specifically, they I went to the to one of the launch events for that car, and in person, that's a good looking car. The yeah. lines are great. It really starts to look like like the fit and finish and the lines and the quality of you'd expect at something you know way more expensive now. Yeah, it and they really is M three territory. Put all those driver controls all in that one central bank. Finally, yeah. I never understood why they did that on the prior gens. They were kind of all over the place. Yeah. Oh, yeah, really right. good team. Really good team. That Saab Sonnet? Sorry, the Saab Sonnet. What did we find out? The Saab Sonnet 3. That oh, is yeah. a... We'll try to figure this one out. 65 whopping horsepower Look at 2,500. What size was the engine? It's a six, it, it, 65 neck snapping. 
Horsepower. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the big boy. The, 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 yeah. the less deluxe had the 60 horse. Yeah. Oh, there's a 55 yeah. horse. And what are we talking about motor-wise? Normally, I just check out the bore and the stroke. 1.5. Quick calcs. 1.5 liter. I knew it was 1.5. How about a Hayabusa? Oh, I forgot. It's a fucking V4. It's a V4. Let's, let's put two Hayabusas, turn into a V8, and party on. Put it Have in you there. seen that video where the guy puts the Hayabusa engine in the, in the, the smart. smart car? Yes. And yeah. he starts doing, like, endos and <laughs> really? spinning around. Yeah, it's yeah. a crazy video. I love it. It sounds I, nuts. Yeah, okay. Dennis, the engineer behind that, and the guy's just a genius it, with those motors. He has, like, wheelie bar, like, not wheelie bars, but, like, like skid plates in the front. Mm-hmm. And because it's front-wheel drive, and he, it, like on a motorcycle, he starts hauling ass and then hits the brake, and it slides on its front bumper. <laughs> But his wife's pissed. Have you seen that company? I think they're in Orange County. That's rebodying smart cars to into what? like it's it's hysterical. Like I thought it was Photoshop joke. No, like you can get a Gallardo oh. smart car, yeah. or they're they're doing you know it looks whatever, like Porsche micro machines. Totally, toys. it looks just like a micro looks machine like your in their kid's daily bed. drivers. <laughs> I, I, the only thing uh, the thing that stands out the most to me about the smart cars, all I remember is at some point I was reading and I was like. Uh, Volkswagen diesel Jetta gets 41 miles to the gallon. Yeah. And the smart car gets 36 miles to the gallon. And I remember seeing that going, uh, well, what the fuck? You have <laughs> yeah, four why? doors. You can put four people and a gas tank and a you know cr- crumple zone around you. But and you won't why, get laughed at. Yeah. Why wouldn't you get the Jetta? The only reason – if the smart car got 72 miles to the gallon and then the Jetta got 41, you'd be like, hmm, But – 41 versus 36, what are we thinking about? And when we talked, yeah. I think the guy from Edmonds. Yeah, Dan Edmonds was on. He's like, <laughs> he's like I think it's we the just, worst car just, on the road. We just like, said I don't want to get hit by anything in that car. I just said to him, but it wasn't even a safety thing. We just said, what is, in, in this day and age of everything working, meaning you get a Ford Fiesta, that's fine. The air condition works, the the of the electronics. As now that the elect- Yugo is gone, we yeah. you know, everything right. kind of works. I mean, it just works. You, you could drive, you could give that car to your kid, it'd be safe, they could drive it around, it, it would work. It would be it would, it'd be reliable and so on and so forth. I said, well, what have you tested that's no good in this day and age? And he just went, smart car. Like he said, there's only one car that really sucked. Over I the think last it's the years. only car that the, the, the driving design mandate was parking. Right. So if you design a car about being the best car yeah. to park, you're fucked from launch, right? right? It's not going to go yeah. anywhere. I so, was just in Italy on that Aston Martin we're building, and uh, Paolo Spada, my co-designer on it, that's what he drives because in Torino, parking is the priority. Mm-hmm. But, man, we went out to uh, Horatio Pagani's factory, and that thing's yeah. like a two-hour drive. And it's the only car I've ever been moving on at freeway speeds where your sphincter retracts when a bird flies too close to you because <laughs> <laughs> you might get hurt. That's right. It's going to go right through you. So is uh, you guys out here in the in the valley, I remember when you were up the street from uh, Valley Sash and Door, yep. which I used to go to all the time, and um, – if somebody so there's there's the businesses where you do this sort of turnkey stuff stage one stage two or stage three don't let me put words in your mouth but I mean where you can sell the stuff that you're making and then there's the business where people bring something in and you guys sit down and go here's what I want is that just a time and material thing yes I mean there well it's even more complicated because you've got TLC and then you have icons so with TLC it's anything pertaining to vintage Toyota land cruisers so sales mm-hmm. service parts design restos whatever and that ranges on a daily basis from 
literally an oil change for people to right. calling me up and saying I was born in 64 and I want a 64 Land Cruiser as new or stock or modified or whatever. And then we also buy, recondition and resell vintage Land Cruisers and the occasional Bronco through TLC. Icon's a little bit uh, more standardized in that the turnkey trucks on the production range that we offer, there's like a set menu of options that the client can pick from and then geek out in different cul-de-sacs that, that work better in their life. And then the DNRs, the derelicts and reformers are the ones that are time and materials, just balls out customs. Um, and uh, Like the derelicts and stuff, do people come to you with a car and you're like, make one of your derelicts or do you usually – have a client base and we're like, well, I got an idea for uh, this kind of wagon or this kind of coupe. More and more I've been trying to do that and occasionally I'll drink one too many scotches late at night on eBay or Craigslist and I'll just buy something because I'm a geek and I have to have it. So then the and next newsletter we do, I'm like, all right, who thinks this could be cool <laughs> before my wife kills me? But it's worked pretty well. Um, but mostly people just come to us with the idea. Sometimes it's just an a, an affinity for vintage aesthetic but not having any patience for the archaic mechanical and understanding our engineering focus. Or the I'd say arguably the more fun cases are like we're doing a, a 48 Buick Super Convertible right now. And the guy came to us with a, a vintage Instamatic picture and he's like – my dad recently died and he was never around. He was a traveling sort of salesman deal. But when he'd come back, he'd honk the horn, he'd pull into the driveway in this car and he'd open the trunk and always have gifts for us kids. And he goes, and I, I want to kind of revisit and relive that moment, that memory. And we are we have three hunters that scour the land to find the cars for the clients. And uh, it took us about a year to find the right patinaed 48 Super in that celadine green mm-hmm. to really match the guy's vision. Those are my favorite. His hunters. What would be? I like that gig. <laughs> yeah. What would be before we go out and uh, visit what you brought us? Um, it, obviously, you're getting these carcasses as we as we said, and you just can't afford to pay two hundred grand for a carcass because then you got to put another two hundred grand into it. But if you just money was no option. And you could just jump off of any point. Is there? Give us three cars in the world. I, you know, you can say a Goldwing. Goldwing. Now, Goldwing's selling for one point five million bucks. But right. I'm saying, forget about right. money. You jump off, and you can get hold of this thing and breathe on it and do whatever you want to it. What are? Give us three that you would do. Aston Martin Lagonda Series Three. Which is a car everyone loves to hate, but I dig them. Wait a minute. Which – oh, that's the – The folded paper funky four-door – Yeah. Yeah. Love the, that car. Bo Bachman's got yeah, eight, Bo, eight, eight of those. Yeah, I, could, no, I could probably I get would, you Bo one. Bo and I – just last week, Bo, and, Bo was showing me one of his and he's like, I guess I'd sell it to you. Just the fact that <laughs> somebody else wants it inspires me. It's a crazy – it's a crazy it's car. A yeah, here's the thing car. about Bo is you walk around with him in his, uh, in his museum, no matter how wacky it is, and you were like – what would you sell that? It's like it's a car dealer. Everything's for sale. <laughs> yeah. Everything's for sale here, buddy. It, it's a car that's out of the show Thunderbirds. Basically, <laughs> if you ever see the super marionation of Thunderbirds, a TV show from like Britain in the sixties or seventies or something, yeah. that's kind of what the car looks like. All right, so it's that's not a crazy that good car. looking of a car. Oh, it would be. But you I could, could you could, I believe so you. You could that steering wheel. You could pick. You could pick something. Something up. All right. All right. Next one. Cord Sportsman 210, Phaeton. 
love that car. Now we're talking forties here. Yeah, thirties. Thirties here. What do you think that thing? Well, you know, it's uh, a sad story. There was one that came up at some auction like in Kansas that had been traded into a Cadillac dealer back in the day because they were front-wheel drive, very innovative right. car, but kind of a mechanical clusterfuck. And the car had a terminal failure in the front drive. So the guy took it in on trade for a new caddy. Then he took a client's caddy that got wrecked and took the entire 53 caddy chassis and dropped the cord on top. Mm-hmm. So all the bets were off. No one could chew my ass for modifying such a gold right. standard car. Right. And it was the original black paint and red leather patina, bitchin' bitchin'. And we figured, okay, it's such a bastard. No one's going to want it. So we're going to get it. So I had a client all lined up. We put money into their silly little escrow account or whatever to bid. And apparently we were wrong. So we got outbid at like $78,200. For the one that was on the Cadillac. Yeah. It was the Cadillac. And I was dying okay. to do that build. It would have been so kick-ass. And then I'd love to do the voice song. Uh, Aero, what do they call the voice song? Aero Dink. The coupe. French style and the Aero Yeah, he was like an uh, incredible, uh, innovative aircraft uh, engineer, him and his brother before he passed. So they, when- they flew before the Wright brothers did. Yeah, so those. The French were into the crazy is, aerodynamic stuff. Oh, brilliant. Kick ass. That blue and white coupe right there. So the thing is a two-stroke Black motor. Black and white one? Or, uh, or second row one. down. Right, there you uh, go. That one. That's it. Yeah. Bitching, wow. bitching, bitching. Crazy looking. It has a two-stroke motor where the back seat could have been, except for they put a two-stroke there. Oh, That really? powers the top on cast stainless T-rails. Wow. And the top scrolls back into the trunk. Wow. That so, car so, is just... So that- Motor just powers the top? That's it. What powers the car? I think it's got a big-ass straight six in it. Sounds about right. Um, Yeah, the French did some crazy (laughs) aero stuff in the 30s that was just – I mean, uh, obviously – and that stuff is – Millions of dollars now, most of it. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I love like that's be. if I had to pick an era of design across all sectors that streamlined, modern, deco era. You know, it happened in trans, it never got fully matured. So I've been plaguing myself with a theoretical that is leading me to want to design our first car from scratch. Mm-hmm. That was going to be my is, next question. Yeah, but... which if, if you took streamlined, modern, and transportation, it never fully matured because of. The perversions of industrial revolution combined with the austerity brought on by the depression. So what if history had been different and that language starting with like the Chrysler airflows, um, you know, where would that have gone? So I've been penning a car for a while we want to call the Helios, which is the Greek god of wind. Mm-hmm. That is sort of Buck Rogers steampunk aircraft howard hughes right. funky um I, I want i want to make that yeah yeah so, but how do you do it not kind of i don't want to i don't want to pick on morgan but not mess it up like a morgan where you've got like a very swoopy old style body but then you've got like just brand jump. new bbs wheels and a Wait, why, is stereo, a, why is a morgan you know? messed up you well, mean the, the, newest, Morgan Arrow, the new I'm the with, new Morgan uh, is like it's still know. got the old lines, but it has like a brand new BBS wheel yeah, or something. Yeah, but on that's it. just it's, what it is. I mean, it, I it is. Know. But I'm saying, how do you not end up? I don't just label them a give new me Morgan. Like give me a up. lot of your money, and I will show you. <laughs> like I, I can picture the, every detail of that damn car in my head. It's been keeping me up lately. Somebody I saw, uh, I, don't, I can't remember who did it, but I saw it on um, Top Gear that they took the Jag. You know, XK and did the modern, whatever, in terms of jumping off yeah. platforms. Eagle is the company e- yeah. out of England. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah, uh, well pretty, executed. Pretty cool jumping off 
pretty good platform to jump off of. Yeah. All right. Speaking of jumping off, we're going to jump off and we're going to go to the parking lot. Go ahead and give some plugs, Matt. Yeah. You know, um, first off, uh, Check us out on uh, on Facebook at facebook.com slash show. All the photos and stuff that are up there, um, you know, for these shows are up there. Um, hit us up on Twitter at, at CarCastShow as well. And uh, and Amazon. How about oh, Amazon, yeah. right? You doing yeah. your Christmas shopping? Yep. Buying I've some car parts? I've been rocking Amazon a lot lately. Yeah. yeah. books on Amazon that no one else has. This Book is what you do, Jonathan. Us, man. You, you go to carcastshow.com, click on the Amazon banner, buy all your books, we get a little something-something, and it costs you nothing. Oh, okay. That's the Spread way to the go. And uh, PayPal. Want to donate to the show because uh, a lot of guys bringing cool cars, some of them flatbedding, you know, race cars and over. You know, it's a lot of effort yeah. going into the show. Matt's uh, busting his hump, and uh, if you'd like to... If you'd like to uh, help out, then uh, you can help out. Hit the uh, Go to... Uh, CarCastShow.com. Also, uh, as well, uh, if you want a little Mangria, it's available at CorollaDrinks.com. And the store, AdamCorolla.com forward slash store for uh, the new hats and mugs and cool T-shirts and all that stuff. All right. Let's head out with Jonathan Ward and check out what he brought us. How fast? How fast do you go from not going to 80 miles an right. hour That's on the freeway? That's yeah. where you feel yeah. it. You go, you fly commercially, you fly 550 miles an hour. It doesn't feel like anything. Right. That's no, what you're moving at. It this feeling of is, speed. is right. the feeling. And we That's where like the, the electric Tesla, can be really fun. Oh, yeah. Like you you want to walk into it? Yeah. All right. Jonathan always brings us something cool, and uh, today did not disappoint. What do we call it? We call it the Icon Thriftmaster because that's what the Motor Series was on the originals, and frankly, because I like the font. They, did they really call them? Did, did awesome. they really yeah, call when the, the Motor Series a Thriftmaster? They did, yeah. And then when the trucks first came out, I think for the first two years, on that stock Chevrolet side badging, it said Thriftmaster, and then they changed it to 3100. Did they call it the Thriftmaster because normally? They go with Eliminator, Intruder, Turbine, whatever, something. Thrift, you know, you're kind of going another direction there. But were they saying that because it was good on fuel? Yeah, so it's good on fuel, and it was in entry-level vehicles and mostly trucks. So it was more about utility, cheap, and thrifty. And and is it... I I know you have an ironic sense of humor, and you underplay everything, but... Is there anybody, I mean, was there ever any consideration given to saying, we're going to ask people to pay $200,000 for something that has the word thrift? All I knew is that the trollers were going to chew my ass about it, and it just kind of was what it was. But it's also kind of, with a name like Smuckers, you got to be good. Exactly. Because everyone else is like Z-R-X-Z-R. Right. Limited. It's a lot of you R's know. in the Same with the derelict. You know, why are you going to spend that much money on a car? It's called oh, the derelict. derelict. Right. So, so you, you, you do what you always do. You do the satin and the understated. and But it's the details, guys. You really got to see when we cut to the interior of the car. 
just the, the, the steering wheel, the mirrors, right the door handles, just everything. It's is always just... the hardware. It's it's always just the brackets. You're, I'm looking at the the bracket on yeah. the steering column, which is a piece of machined aluminum with you know inset Allen bolts in there. It's just it's amazing. The well, gauge clusters look like you've got a machine of multiple layers. I always love these trucks. The shape of them. I've restored five or six of them like dead stock. And within the first two miles of driving, I'm over it because they just suck. I mean, they, they don't steer, stop, accelerate. They just don't do anything very well, but they had such a cool look. And when this was still something I was trying to still call a hobby and pissing off all my neighbors in my house in Sherman Oaks, I was in the garage underneath one of these literally stuck trying to get the bed rails in the back. Mm-hmm. And some friends were coming over for lunch, and I just heard footsteps coming up the driveway and I asked that first set of legs could you give me a hand and pick up the back of this truck and I climbed out and introduced myself and that became my wife Jamie wow so they they, 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 they've always like there's something about this truck that's been important to me so we bought one and we laser scanned it from front to back using some of the studio technologies for CGI where we can reverse engineer and get this into CAD immediately and then that allowed us to engineer all the geek out points of yeah. you know all the the, the CNC work and the nickel work and the redesign the dash and get modern HVAC and nav and with this truck too we kind of wanted to push the envelope into sort of a soft entree like you were saying into cars what's our mm-hmm. first two wheel drive but it's still mm-hmm. a truck but performance wise we wanted to kind of push the envelope in more of a sports car direction and then also more kind of modern car corruptions so things like you know there's no visible switches or or anything it's all done it's a can bus networked electrical system and everything is controlled through a kenwood touchscreen using isis power electrical so right it's web enabled it's a mobile wi-fi hotspot. yeah has power windows but we didn't want to jump the shark and put your typical street rod switches i spoke to the guys in isis and they got some really really cool yeah they're state-of-the-art really completely rewired it has power windows Oh, yeah. But, but there's no the cranks yeah. in there as So we well. kept it looking old, but then you just nudge that crank up, it goes oh. up, and you nudge it down, or you can do it from the remote. The crank is the power switch. Yeah, yeah again. It's and then, always... like, the rearview mirrors, those light up with the turn signal diodes, like a modern car, but they're yeah. still the old-school 40s peep mirrors. You know, it's always... I, oh, I have this conversation with my wife, who I met when I was trapped under an El Camino, and she rushed to my... <laughs> um, no, I say to her, as it pertains to the houses, you know, I go... You got. You, here's what you need to understand. Everything's little. The doorknobs, the hinges, the hardware, the baseboards. It's all little, and then it adds up to be one huge exactly. thing. So you go, ah, save a couple bucks on the mirror. Eh, well, don't worry about the gauge cluster. It's like, no, that's what makes it. Yeah, the it stuff makes that makes Jonathan's yeah. stuff so cool is every single little piece. And then, of course, it works the opposite way, too. When you start going, well, let's just save a couple bucks on this piece. That right. has a collective negative impact. So there's nowhere you can turn, even when you start sort of fishing around and looking for fasteners and hardware yeah. and all that. Um, even in the bed, I see on the, you looks like you stamped or put icon into the... Yeah, into the, that in the, the hubcap. So we got tricky there because I can't an afford stamp or, tooling. Yeah, yeah. So we acid etched the steel. The... Fender, I'm not real familiar with these trucks. Is that the stock shape? Yeah, I didn't change anything about the oh, body shape looks, or proportions it, 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 other than the tailgate. Can we uh, pop the hood and Certainly. take a look at the yeah, engine? Yeah. And what size rim? We're talking about 17s. 17s? And then there's CNC billet 
So we get the lightweight and can fit the monster brakes because we're running six piston front, four piston rear wall woods with uh, ABS Master. And what were you doing for the suspension? Uh, Art Morrison's my hero. So this is running in platform the best. Art Art Morrison's chassis specific to this project. So TIG welded tubular independent front, four link rear using Johnny joints, not Himes. The new JRI tunable shocks. Um, good stuff. And then we're running a 5.3, which is part of GM's new E-Rod program. Mm-hmm. So it's a full emissions certified motor. And then Until you put the supercharger on. No, it still is because that's a carb certified uh, Magnus and air-to-water blow- yeah. uh, blower. I see this this basically this computer over here is part of the that ISIS. Correct. So uh, that's one of the sub-modules uh, for the ISIS. And the and it's cool because, yeah, you've got really the master cool system. system and then two splits. And they're Cat5 networked, and that's it. And then we just run 22-gauge wired all the circuits. Yeah. I like the security of using just black rubber hose. Yeah. It drives me nuts when I see a vintage race car with all the the blue. blue. No, it drives me nuts because you get this great... It, it, you're looking at the BMW Batmobile 3.5, whatever, 1973, Group 5, Hans Stuck drove it and all this. And it's it's an amazing piece of machinery. And then the hood's open, and you see all that silicone blue hosing everywhere. Wah, wah, and I'm wah. like, does it come in black? And they're like, well, yeah, you can get it in black. you got to order it. And I'm like, order it. Order it. <laughs> it's then. so funny. Like when we showed Freeman Thomas, the advanced design director at Ford, the first Bronco, yeah. his lift in the hood, he was chewing my ass because of the red Optima battery. He's like, yeah, yeah. He's like, you're better than that. I'm like, well, I can't like get custom batteries. You can paint it. Give me a break. It won't last. The great thing about Jonathan is you have the old school black rubber hosing, yeah. but the really cool high end brackets yeah, and connectors and aircraft and, and crimp on stuff and all the hose clamps and all the clamps and in, in, in general just really cool and really high well, I want them to be utilitarian so if they're just bling and they're not adding durability or longevity or function yeah. then screw it we just won't go there so what is something like this run base-wise, price-wise? Well, what we're going to do with these, which is kind of something new for us, is I've learned from experience that designing it, developing it, and launching it is one thing. Then you have a whole other 50%, which is figuring out how the hell to build them remotely effectively. So this time we're just offering, we're selling five of them for 2014 production, and they're all balls out loaded. The client picks matte or shiny, what color, what bed wood, which color for the bison hide, blown or naturally aspirated, and a T56 six-speed uh, or automatic. Otherwise, they come loaded, and they're 230 to 256 within the range of those options. Then from that experience, right. hopefully, we get remotely efficient and can find a more rational price point and pull out of the options out and give it a it, right. It's slightly still, more realistic. You know, in a, in a world, I always have this conversation, it, it sounds cheap for what you're getting. It, it's one of these things you really just got to see, like every bolt head, yeah, everything it's on there. It's how you look just, at it. Well, one yeah. guy says, we're out of our mind and we're idiots and we're bankrupt. The next guy says, well, I had a truck like this built in a one-off shop and it right. was a half mil and it won't even idle and it sucks. So right. it's a no-brainer right. to him. Well, but here's the deal. Like, you're going to make five. You're going to sell five. Right? Yeah. So... So you're doing it right. Price points fine. Yeah, exactly. And raise at five, like, we could almost have asked whatever, because there's always right. going to be five guys out there that are nutty enough to drink the Kool-Aid right. and hop in. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the irony is, even at that crazy money, I doubt the first five will even be profitable. 
There's so much that oh, goes into it. There's guys are getting one-off hot rods built all day long now, all and around the country, digits, yeah. that are you know four hundred thousand dollars. The the uh, ugh, I'm trying to put together a Paul Newman car that was already a car. <laughs> we it's took it all apart, put it back together, and it got really expensive. <laughs> but this um, and, and again, like it's it's the bench seat, but it's bison. Hide on and it's Tempur Pedic phone, CNC hardware. Well, let, let's come, yeah. can you fire it up for yeah, us? Yeah, sure. Matt, you stand behind. Okay, that's your job. Although I, it's I side exhaust. So. Oh, look at this! Every bit. Look at that. Look at the lights. Every bit. <laughs> I just love. Oh, uh, the fasteners are fourteen dollars each. So if you keep your foot out of it, it's yeah. mellow. It's a short exhaust, but it's all TIG stainless ceramic coated with dual Magnaflows and a crossover. And I may need to change that because that's too low. I think I'm going to have to go up and over and do a rear dump. So I'm bottoming out on that. That's the other cool thing, though, with this Sounds stance. great. JRI has this new system that, like, duh, why didn't someone think of that before? Where there's a hydraulic element that lifts. Oh, there you go. Sorry. That lifts the car independent of the coilover, just the mounting point, and you get five inches of control on the lift. Just so, so it's not like airbags. Driveway. You, yeah. Right. Brilliant. The uh, the other thing that Jonathan does so well is, you know, you take an old car, and they didn't have any, especially a truck. They didn't really have any rules back then, and now. You have to have a, a light on your license plate. You have to have turn indicators and stuff yeah. like that. But it didn't exist in the past. So where do you put it so it works, but you don't really see it? If and that's you, such if a you, fun if, part If you of look it. at the rear license plate, I can see that there's lights that illuminate the plate. Yeah, there, there. and your reverse, yeah, reverse lights are into, right, the rail. The, into the rail. Into but the these rail. lights just look like cool little billet fasteners. And again, like what you've done with the turn indicator. Look at the, the controls he has, just the lower. Yeah, the originals, gate. you know, they had right. the, the tailgate chains that would just sit there and clap right. and beat right. the shit out of the truck. Right. So these just go in, and then we did stainless uh, elbow joints for that. Always. Uh... <laughs> I stole from the SLR, the, yeah. uh, the SLR race, the Black Series. That's their gas cap, which I thought was sexy as all hell. Yeah, and just put it right into the back. Yeah, then that allows me to put a 31-gallon stainless tank in the back with a factory GM fuel pump and yeah. sump and rollover valve and baffles which helps with the weight so like when we were autocrossing this thing thank god I had a full tank because with the this much power the ass just wants to come around now on when I was talking to you at SEMA you had your electric bike in the back yeah quickly tell us about the electric bike okay so this is a fun project that just kind of came together organically I was up at the McCall's event up at Pebble Beach mm -hmm. earlier this year and I met this 22-year-old guy named Andrew who had come up with this design and was literally the paint wasn't dry on his first proto. We started talking. I dug what he was doing. He asked what I did. Turned out he was an Icon fan. I started helping him find resources for plating and powder and a sand caster and different details. And like two months into helping him, I was like, duh, we should do an Icon edition. So we launched this called the E-Flyer. So it's hydroformed aluminum frame it has a 30 mile an hour top speed 35 mile range regenerative braking and it just bugged me in that the electric bike world they always look like kind of a radio shack dinosaur with hose right. clamps shit everywhere yeah. right and i again like i said i've been kind of stuck in this streamlined 
So era. Is this is this cast aluminum or yeah. you, or you machine it to make no, it no, look it's, cast? It's cast? Like you hit yeah, it with a sand bead cast blaster. aluminum and then media. Okay. And then that hides the uh, BMS system in the battery. And then you're just power on, power off, and headlight function, and then your range indicator in the headlight. And they're just so much fun. It yeah. really, uh, again. And you're going to sell those? But yeah, yeah, we've been, we just started selling these what last What do these month. things sell for? Uh, they're $49.95. Wow. Wait a minute, 49K? No, $4,995. Oh, okay, good. Five grand. Say, that's they're five grand. That's, that's, yeah, that's yeah, very yeah, reasonable. It's kind of right in the sweet spot for a good quality e-bike. It, it, it's really nice. And, 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 and again, Jonathan's just one of these guys where I, I, if you said Jonathan laid out your living room or Jonathan picked out your daughter's prom dress. Or <laughs> I don't know about that. But. <laughs> no, you have an eye for design. I mean, you. You, you do. You're, you're very you're very good at it, and I, I love you because you're so detail-oriented. And so if you do a bicycle, it's going to look cool. If you do a truck, it's going to look cool. When you do a Saab, it's going to it's gonna look cool. Um, and we'll talk off the air about your Sandcaster because I need something. Of course, aluminum. you do. You'll probably know this. The old Los Angeles street lamps, the mm-hmm. ones that had all the ornate yeah, whatever, and it's yeah. beautiful. I found a couple, which I love, but they're all couple couple of the spears are broken off and I need a sand casting and uh, it's difficult it's we, more we difficult that together than I uh, than I thought all right Jonathan uh, why don't you throw out the uh, website if anyone wants to go and just cruise and have a glass of wine and see some really cool stuff icon4x4.com or iconelectricbike.com and you're welcome to pick up the phone and give me a call 818-280-3333 and uh, you go to uh, our website and you can check out all this stuff because we're going to cover yeah, it very well. All the photos will be up on our Facebook page as well. So, until next time, this is Adam for Matt and Jonathan saying keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. <laughs>